Welcome to ClickFunnels Radio, where we go behind the scenes and uncover the tactics and strategies top entrepreneurs are using to make more sales, dominate their markets, and how you can get those same results. Here's your host, Dave Woodward. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, it's been a fun time as I've been looking back over this last year at uh, different months and trying to kind of capture some of the things that happened. And one of the things I was spending time talking about the other day with people was our mastermind launch. So in August, the, the 17th through the like the 28th of August, we launched uh, mastermind.com with Tony and Dean. Uh, so Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi, uh, Russell Brunson basically were the face of it. Uh, we had the opportunity of having others involved in it as well. But it was really a crazy, crazy time to see uh, literally hundreds of thousands of people uh, coming in at different times and looking at things, paying attention, and most importantly, looking at all of the excuses. Uh, anytime we do anything with Tony, there's a lot of people, uh, we just get a lot of eyeballs. And I thought I would kind of go through some of the excuses that was interesting to see what people were saying, what was holding people back from buying, and then have you kind of think through it, are, are any of these the excuses that you're using right now that are preventing you from having the success that you want, is one of the ways I want you to take a look at it. The other way I want you to take a look at it is, as a seller of products, these are the excuses that many of your buyers are dealing with. And so what are the things you can do to help them overcome some of the, the mental blocks that people have? What are the, again, we, anytime we're looking at webinars or we're looking at uh, really any sales, uh, again, we go through these same types of you know, three different secrets or the, the reasons why people do what they do. It was fascinating for me. Uh, one of the things I saw was all of the haters who still stayed on watching which just blows me away. This, I mean, we had multiple Facebook lives, went on for hours, and yet you'd get haters on there who complained. And I'm like, you have the opportunity of leaving. You are in total control of what's going on, and yet you're staying here and you're watching this and commenting and complaining. So I'm kind of curious as when you're in a situation like that and it's your Facebook live and people are doing it, how do you respond to them? Do you kick the people out? Do you delete their, their comments? Um, for us, we had the opportunity of having so many people that their comments got buried quickly. So it didn't matter that much, but I'm kind of curious when you take a look at the way you manage your own products and services, how do you deal with your haters? You're going to have them. Another thing is it was fun for me to see the people actually took action. Uh, sometimes even before the call to action was out there where people were, were begging, trying to get in. As you're looking at your own customers, are, are you building your product and are, is your marketing that solid and that convincing to where people are like, oh my gosh, would you please, please just give me the link so I can go buy this? It was fascinating for me just to watch and to see. Uh, the other thing I saw is all the reasons why it wouldn't work. I was shocked to see just a ton of, of questions, concerns people had. And I thought I'll just kind of go through a bunch of these real fast and just see, again, if you're dealing with these yourself personally, how you need to find a way of overcoming them. And then if you're looking at it from a product owner, you've got to deal with this helping others do it. So I saw people complaining, gosh, you know, I'm in my 50s or I'm in my 60s or I'm in my 40s. And it was basically, am I too old? Can I, is my age going to prevent me from having success? I saw the same thing where, am I too young? And it was really fun to see, uh, we had people, teenagers who were dying to get involved. Um, we had others who were, you know, in 18, 19s, 20s, early 20s who were, were saying, gosh, do I know enough? Can I create my own mastermind? Can I create my own course? Do I know enough? 
the other thing we obviously saw was, you know, I just don't have the money. And I'm always fascinated. Anytime someone says money's the excuse, there's always a, there's always a bigger reason. I've been broke many times, but I've never been poor. And what I mean by that is um, broke means, yeah, yeah, I just don't have the money right now. Poor is a mindset. And if, you, if you're struggling with a poor mindset, that is one of the most debilitating things you have to find a way of overcoming. Uh, there's tons of books. Uh, again, I think probably the easiest and best one is Think and Grow Rich from Napoleon Hill, who talks a, a lot about all of those kind of things associated with that. But I, I believe that the biggest issue is uh, one of the things that I remember Robert Kiyosaki talking about years ago. I remember reading in Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and that is you have to start looking at the questions you're asking and the vocabulary that you're using. You know, if you look at, at rich people, it's not that they're too poor. It's like, okay, how do I accomplish this? How do I get to that level? How do I buy? How can I afford this? Instead of saying I, I'm broke, I can't afford it. Instead of saying I can't afford it, how can I afford it? There's always a way. And what you'll find is those who are the most resourceful find a way of generating the resources that accomplish whatever it is you're doing. And realize, again, these are these are not mastermind $25,000, $100,000 courses. We're talking hundreds of dollars, $1,000, uh, the amount of money that anybody should be able to find a way resourcefully. If you don't have the cash, I get that. I, there have been times where I didn't have 1000 bucks to my name to be able to pull things together. So I understand that part of it. But there's a way of looking at it and becoming much more resourceful. And so again, if you're finding yourself in that situation where you don't have the resources, how do you, how do you get them? Who could you talk to? Who could you offer to basically build or do a service or product or something for them, for them paying for the course for you to go through and to learn and then return, you would then go ahead and, and build out whatever course they would need. There's always a way. I'm just a huge, huge believer on that. Uh, the other thing, obviously, that comes across is, gosh, you know what? I'm a male. I can't, I, it won't work for men. You know what? It won't work for females. It won't work for whatever gender or age or race or, it's just fascinating to me to see how the identity and how you come into every, how you deal with every situation is the mindset that you're dealing with. It's the, what is, how do you come pre-framed to that? So as a product owner, you've got to realize you've got people who are coming in pre-framed not to buy. So you've got to find a way of, of, of helping them overcome a lot of the mental garbage they have between their ears. The other thing is there's the difference between logical buyers and emotional buyers. And when you're looking at selling products, Emotional buyers are usually the easier ones to sell. People buy on emotion. I remember years ago uh, when I was doing a lot of consulting, I very quickly learned that I am not—I was not good, and I didn't want to become good. Nor did I want clients who are very logical, because it took so much of my time and my energy. Um, what I really liked were those people who are emotional. And again, obviously, emotional has pros and cons to those types of buyers as well. But what you'll find typically is people buy on emotion and they'll, they'll reinforce it with logical decisions. I remember years ago uh, talking with Todd uh, when he was buying a, a sports car, a very nice luxury car, and he, he was so excited. This was a dream car Todd always wanted. And he, he got the car and he's boxing, boxing us and telling us all about it. And then he starts going into the logical reason of why he bought it. I'm like, Todd, you can afford it. Don't worry about it. You don't have to justify to me why you're logically buying it. But realize that's what everybody does. We buy an emotion and we justify logically. So be aware of that when you're out there talking to people. 
you're going to find that uh, you're typically your first buyers are going to come through who are your, your emotional buyers. Your logical buyers are the ones they're going to need to have the frequently asked questions. They're going to need to, it's not uncommon where they're going to want to be able to watch the, the sales pitch again. They're going to want to see the webinar again. You're going to want to give them. That's why when we do our replays, we have replays in the sequence where they actually can pause the, they, they've got controls on the video player for that reason. So they can logically go through and stop it and think through it and say, okay, keep going. Realize as a, as a product owner, you're going to have these types of buyers. So you have to be aware of that. Uh, another one that came up, which again, I, I struggle with it. Anytime someone says, I need a payment plan. If you need a payment plan on a $297 product, there's a bigger issue at stake. One is you don't believe in the product. And as a product owner, if you've got people who want a, two, a payment plan for a $297 price point, you may want to take a look at who you're selling to. Again, it's very, it's very hard to make money selling to broke people. Um, I've seen it work, uh, payment plans. There are ways of actually making payment plans work for you. Uh, one of the things I see that usually works best is when you're on your payments, you want to make sure that your payments Anyone who's taking a payment plan isn't paying you the same amount as the person who's paying you up front. So again, if it was a 297 and you decided to go with a, payment, a three payment plan on 297, you wouldn't go at $99 for three months and just get the same 297. Typically, it's going to be fine. If you're going to go on a payment plan, it'll be $119 or $129 or whatever price point you want above the 99. So they understand there's, they're paying for a time period. And uh, again, it's a time value of money. So some of the main things I would look at if you're going to offer a payment plan is to make sure that you're doing it in a way that is somewhat more discouraging instead of encouraging people to take the payment plan. Um, I've seen people do, again, if you were doing a, a 397 or 297 price point, you may do, you know what, it's three payments of 150. So you actually get 450 instead of, of the 300, realizing that, that not everyone's going to go through and actually make all the payments as well. And so if they make two payments, you get the same amount as you would have gotten otherwise. So just be aware of that when you're looking at payment plans. Uh, the other thing I heard was, can I get it for free and then pay after I start making money? I see this all the time. The answer to me always is no. Uh, anytime a person wants to pay afterwards, what I found happens so often in life is if you're not willing to pay for it up front, you don't value it enough, nor are you going to put in the time and the energy and the effort to actually accomplish what the end result of that course, that training, that product, or that service, whatever is you're buying, if you're not willing to make an investment, you will not invest the time on the back end to get the results that you want. And then as a product owner, now all of a sudden it's my fault that you didn't have success. I always highly recommend uh, if a person's asking, you know, can I, pay, can I get it for free and then pay after I start making money? I will never, ever do that as product owner. Um, we do that... Uh, on our invisible funnel type of things we've done for two CCX live where you pay a little, you can either pay up front or you can pay a little more after you watched it to make sure it was a value, but that's a different marketing strategy. Uh, the other thing people always ask is, well, why does the offer close? Can it just always be open? The answer on that again is no. The reason that we have a time limit on, on things is urgency and scarcity is what is the, are really the only things that get people to move. Again, I'm recording this on the, on Black Monday, it's on Cyber Monday. So we just had Black Friday, now Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday ends. The whole reason it ends is because there's an urgency and a scarcity to it. These products and services, can you continue to buy them later? Yes, you can buy them, but not at the same price. And that's the only way people 
actually take action. So uh, I will never ever have a, a product that's always open if I'm trying to have a launch and a close. Uh, we, I see the same thing as far as webinars. We'll close the webinar down. They'll have to rewatch the webinar. They can't buy through that same link. Uh, another thing is I want to, but I just can't. And I'm like, what do you mean you can't? Again, this is more of a mental issue. Um, if, if you want to, but you just can't, uh, maybe, maybe honestly the timing just isn't right for you and then that's fine. But for a lot of people, it's they just don't believe enough. And so it's your job to either help them understand it. Um, the other thing I see happen quite a bit is, this is it's just too hard. Realize that you don't have to serve every single person. And what I mean by that is, you actually want to be able to tell people no. One of the best marketing things is a takeaway sale and having the ability to, to turn away a client, to refuse them service is one of the best things I've seen happen because that way you're not servicing and providing value to people who don't value your time or your services or your product. So I, again, I'm a huge believer in, in being the product owner who has the ability to say no. Uh, the other thing is I see a lot of people who just sit on the sidelines of life. I'm always fascinated by the fact that you're going to find in a lot of webinars, you're typically going to see you know, a 10% close ratio, a 20%. You start getting a 30% close ratios. That is like a killer, killer webinar. And that means that you've got 70% of people who sat through and watched it and got some value hopefully out of it, but didn't find enough value to actually invest. And I would highly recommend if that's you in your own life, um, and realize not every single product you need to buy, but I can tell you that if, if you're going to invest the time to watch a product, a webinar for an hour or two, I'm probably not going to get to the end if I don't see that it's actually going to serve me. Um, so I just, again, I kind of look at it as you're taking a look at your own personal time and everything else. Sit on the sidelines of life and just watching others have success is one of the most frustrating things in the world. There's, you will always run out of tomorrows. So just realize that you have to just sometimes, I've bought so many products that were terrible, but there's something about being a buyer. It trains your mind to be much more optimistic, much more open, much more willing to look for value and realize I don't need, whenever I'm buying a product or a book, there's a ton of times where I'm, I buy something and I may not consume all of it, but I got enough value out of it. Uh, same thing happens you know, you go out for dinner and you may not consume the entire meal. It's, I still, I'm not going to go back to the waiter and say, you know what? I only eat 75% of this. Can I get 25% refund on that? Of course not. Same thing happens. You need to make sure that as you're, as you're going through life, that you're taking a look and that you're participating. And then the other, one of the last ones I saw was really kind of funny. And that is, you know what? You should be paying us. I'm like, what? This is Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi and Russell Brunson. No, they should not be paying you anything. And whether you have celebrity status like Russell and Dean and Tony, I would look at any product or service. I shouldn't have to pay someone to consume my product. I should have so much confidence in my product that I would actually, I have a moral obligation to sell it at as high a price as possible to get the greatest value for my clients. So anyways, tons of different thoughts, different th things I just want to kind of share with you real quick main thing I would highly recommend is you take a look at the excuses that you hear yourself saying on a regular basis. Are they serving you? Are they preventing you from the success that you are really trying to get to? If they are, 
you got to fight those excuses. You got to find a way of overcoming them. The other thing, as a product owner, realize anyone you're selling to has excuses, and it's your job to be able to find a way of overcoming them for them. Have an amazing day, and we'll talk to you guys soon.